to be content. No, it is difficult to be content when the culture encourages materialism. Material acquisition may impact on the self-esteem of the individual or individual. It may impact on the value of the individuals in the economic matrix. Those who cannot contribute are perceived as those who cannot contribute are perceived as valuable, as not valuable, and those who can are valuable. Those who cannot contribute are perceived as invaluable because they cannot stimulate the economic matrix. The materialist ideology has great economic value for those who benefit from constant spending or consumerism. Therefore, in the best interest of some to facilitate, perpetuate, and maintain the materialist ideology. Dr. Ryan T. Howell, Ph.D., says, what causes materialism in America? The ge- in the geography of consumption. The belief that material possessions improve individual personal and social well-being. Multiple studies show that materialists compared to non-materialists have lower social and personal well-being. Compulsive and impulsive spending increase debt, decrease savings, cause depression, social anxiety, decrease subjective well-being, less psychological need, satisfaction, and other undesirable outcomes have all been linked with materialistic values and materialistic behaviors. They found a connection between one's neighborhood and social economic status and materialism. It suggests that the results suggest that various local economic indicators of wealth, more financial development, higher median per capita income, affect individuals' materialistic values, impulsive buying, tendency, and saving behavior. These signals of wealth conveyed by the local economy appear to impact self-evaluation in a manner similar to when one is exposed to idealized advertising images. That is, individuals who are young, poor, and lived around wealth were more vulnerable to engaging in social comparison with idealized wealthier individuals and using their scant resources to accumulate possessions to presumably convey wealth they did not have. That is a classic example of the have not wanting to be like the have. The reason for the length may have nothing to do with relative deprivation or the feeling that people are less well off than those around them. In this case, living in a strong local economy may change individuals' comparison standards and encourage individuals to socially compare with respect to their material belongings, style, and consumption patterns. Sounds like being being like the Joneses. If you see other people spending a lot of money, you feel the need to live up to that standard. Keeping up with the Joneses. That's what we call that. That's it. The hood version. 
if someone is bombarded with images or reminders of wealth, such as abundance of investment banks nearby or neighbors driving luxury cars, they are likely to feel a need to spend money they may not have to project an image of wealth they don't actually possess. Again, the Joneses. Media bombardment, advertising, television, magazines, movies, etc. of wealth and materialism encourage individuals to imitate the success of those who are wealthy and are materialistic. Looking wealthy is perceived as an expression of wealth. Since wealth is a more acceptable, attractive, favorable, and desirable social economic status, anything resembling wealth will gain individual and public approval, attention, or favor. Looking like you have something has its perks, but at what cost? It is not a theme in capitalism to achieve is it not a theme in capitalism to achieve wealth? Material acquisition is a reflection of wealth. Since everyone cannot be wealthy, it is no surprise that some individuals choose to become materialistic to satisfy their desire to be successful in the social economic matrix. There are ways to counter a neighborhood's effect on an individual's materialistic values. This can be done simply by making more people aware of the correlation or through interventions developed to make people feel more grateful for their status. The word content, according to Webster's, means pleased or satisfied, not needing more. <clears throat> Excuse me. Being thankful for what you have. It is difficult to be content with the social economic status of below or at the poverty level or of that just above the poverty level. The discontent with this economic status is compounded when it is systemically facilitated, perpetuated, and maintained simultaneously with the facilitation perpetuation, and maintenance of the materialist psychosystem. The, the psychosocial impact on the impoverished population, population will facilitate discomfort for impoverished status. Individuals will be left with the task of deciding what are they willing to do or sacrifice to satisfy their dis content. And I want to say this is not from um, the doctor. I'm kind of mixing this up. I can imagine that there it has that it has a similar impact on individuals living check to check. If people some people live check to check and they're about one or two checks away from the poorhouse themselves. But materialism is perpetuated through Holidays and special occasions. We have like just to name a couple of them. Uh, we have Christmas. Give what you want for Christmas. Easter. Yes, your Easter outfit. I don't know if they still do that. I haven't seen some of the Easter outfits lately, but maybe I don't recognize certain things as Easter outfits because it's not a suit. 
or and you have birthdays where you get something for your birthday or a lot of something for your birthday, depending on who you are, who your friends are. And say that living in wealthy neighborhoods increases material desires and maladaptive consumption, says Dr. Wei Zhang and Brian Howell and Colin Howell. The effects of materialism. What are the effects of materialism on society? This is very interesting. I found this to be very interesting. This uh, gentleman says that materialism states that all that exists is physical matter, negating thought, feeling, human will, and faith. Materialism promotes the idolatry of possession or material wealth. Possession are believed to fill all human needs and characterize quality of life. For a godless society, the philosophy of materialism may seem plausible. But this, this writer is saying that materialism is anti of the faith and believing in creator. Materialism's goals and their their end results. Acquisition of material goods, lust, envy, false comfort, idolatry, um, self-interest, selfishness, no compassion, greed, denies eternal soul and the creator. Accumulation equivalent to success. No morals, no sense of right or wrong. Preoccupation with money, jealousy, fever, avoiding all faith and spiritual deity. Results in hopelessness, unrepentant sin, despair, and eternal death. That's some heavy, heavy stuff right there. The opposite of the, theism, belief in God, is atheism, stating there is no God. So this writer is saying basically that if you value material goods more than anything, you are basically going against the creator. And I'm taking it that this writer is a Christian from uh, some of the uh, other information that he uh, backed up his uh, statement with came from the, uh, the Bible, the uh, Romans and things like that. Um, the effects of materialism will are similar to brainwashing. They have undermined undermined any personal responsibility by claiming that thought is dictated biologically by and by the environment. A materialistic society can be especially effective if it if it is a government tenant as well. So that means your government is pushing on materialism, which would be a part of your environment. The uh, materialist society will be perpetuated. Materialism and spiritualism are at complete opposite ends of the spectrum, like good and evil. I mean, that's how strong this individual feels about materialism, that it's 
to the steel. It's to be evil, to be materialistic. Materialism is a sin, and its effects are sin. And he goes on to say, the Bible tells us that God created man with free will. Mankind is allowed to make his own choices. This includes whether or not to accept God and his righteousness. So basically, saying to be materialistic, to put material things before all things, is to put material things before the creator. And to do so, to put anything before the creator is a sin, which the the, uh, scriptures uh, teach, uh, nothing before God. And you can get that from um, the three major religions. We have Dr. Steve Taylor, PhD, out of, says out of darkness, the madness of materialism. Why are we so driven to accumulate possessions and wealth? It says in January 1848, James Marshall was building a sawmill by a river near present-day Sacramento when he found a piece of glowing metal on the floor, which turned out to be, as we all know, gold. Within a few weeks, once rumors of discovery had spread, tens of thousands of people were flocking to the area, struck by what they call gold fever. Since we're abandoned all over the California coast, businesses closed down. A whole town became deserted. In a little over one year, San Francisco grew from shanty town, a shanty town of 79 buildings to a city of tens of thousands. Over the next two years, at least 300,000 gold seekers came to California. The effect on the Native Americans of California was catastrophic. They were driven off in traditional hunting and gathering grounds, and their rivers were polluted by the gravel that they used and the silt and the toxic chemicals from the new mines that were created from the gold miners. Some Indian groups used force to try to protect the lands but were mastered by the miners. Those who weren't killed by the miners were slowly starved to death or died from diseases passed on by the immigrants. Others were kept as slaves, while attractive young women were carried off to be sold. As a result, the California Native American population fell from around 150,000 in 1845 to 30,000 in 1870. Now, that sounds like evil to me. It sounds like the fruits of sin, if you want to look at it like, like that, or evil. This savage materialism was typical of European immigrants' attitude toward the new world of America. It's typical of the European attitude about the indigenous people who lived in the Americas. They saw the native population as an inconvenient obstacle to be eradicated. The natives didn't have the same passion for gold as the Europeans did. They didn't have the same passion for materialism as Europeans did. As you know, they were basically um, nomadic tribes, and therefore they didn't have the same system. They lived close to nature, and 
It's not in their favor to hoard things. They take what they need, they get up and go to the next place, live off the land, take what they need, and so forth like that. The tribes are so confused by the colonists' insatiable desire for gold that they believe that the metal must be a kind of deity or with supernatural powers. Because why else would people go through such lengths to get hold of it? They thought that the gold had to be godlike, had superpowers. When an Indian chief in Cuba learned that Spanish sailors were about to attack his island, he started to pray to a chest full of gold, appealing to the gold spirit, which he believed they worshipped. So, that's deep. But the gold spirit didn't show, as we know, didn't show him any mercy. The sellers invaded the island, captured the chief, and burned him alive. That's how strong the quest for materialism is. That people have been brought to near extermination, burned alive as his chief did, an individual's quest for material gain. Modern materialism, our appetite for wealth and material goods isn't driven by hardship, but by our own inner discontent. We are convinced that we can buy our, buy our way to happiness, that wealth is the path to permanent fulfillment and well-being. We still measure success in terms of the quality and price of the material goods we can buy or in the size of our salary. So is that success? I'm, I'm, you know, what is your definition of success? Is, have you been successful? We live in a capitalist society. Capitalism and materialism kind of go together because you need to buy the things that are produced by the society in order for it to grow. In order for people to be successful, in order for you to be successful, you have to sell something, somebody has to buy it. The more money you earn, the more buying power you have, the more investment power you have. So are you successful? Is Are the Vanderbilt, the Rockefellers successful? Or are they failures? What are they? Is, is success different than happiness? Of course. Study by psychologists has shown there is no hey, Carl, correlation. I this person wanna. I'll see if this person wanna say something. Hold on, don't say anything. Uh, okay. Two six seven five two one. Uh, hold on. Uh, let me see. Let me carry it. Suffering and bring security. 
But once our basic material needs are satisfied, our level of income makes little difference to our level of happiness. Research has also shown that extremely rich people as billionaires, such as billionaires, are not significantly happier than people with an average income and suffer from higher levels of depression. True well-being does not come from wealth, but from other factors such as good relationships, meaningful and challenging jobs or hobbies and a sense of connection to something bigger than ourselves, such as religion, a political or social cause, or a sense of mission. Many economists and politicians believe that those who feel the need to gather materialistic Possessions, the impulse to buy and possess things is natural to human beings. This seems to make sense in, the, in terms of Darwin's theory of evolution. And natural resources are limited. Basically saying that we, are, we tend to hoard things because resources are limited, so we hoard. It's instinct, instinctive for us to hoard things. It goes on to say the problem with this theory is that there's nothing natural about the desire to accumulate wealth. For the vast majority of time on this planet, they say, human beings have lived as hunters and gatherers, small tribes who would usually move to a different site every few months. Hey, Carlton, you saying that materialism is a negative thing? Materialism, right, is, is right. They say materialistic people put material, not to, have, not to own things that are material, because we live in a material world, but materialism means that you place the acquisition of material goods over everything. That's how you define who you are. That's how you value you. I'm valuable because... I'm wealthy, I'm rich. I have six cars, all of them cost over $100,000. I have my home cost over $200 million. You understand what I'm saying? I have mm-hmm. all types of gold, platinum. I have, uh, two, I have a summer house in Florida. Man, you know what I'm saying? So what well, you're saying well, is that well, film doesn't like, come like, before like, anything. Just, you put that before anything. Like the gold, what they said, these people were so, the Europeans are so materialistic that they wanted that goal to increase their material and economic value in the uh, United States at that time, that they actually killed people. Well, check this out. Check this out, because there's a lot of Africans in America that, uh, that are materialistic. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, you have people out there that will buy some gold, some, uh, some bling, before they put food in their house or pay the rent. That's right. And they're going to debt. You have people out here buying yeah, sneakers. But on the other hand, I feel that if you got the money and you work hard, and, but you got all your bills paid and what have you, and you got extra, 
it's nothing wrong with treating yourself. It, it, I mean, it, it, what's wrong with having a summer home if you could nothing. afford it? Nothing, but how does what's that impact your self What's wrong with sending your kids to private school if you go for it? Now, if you go for to get a private Nothing. home, or I mean a summer home, or you trying to keep up with the Joneses, as right, the quote, quote, unquote, that's a different thing. But if you got some right. extra room, and, and if you want if you, I mean, you want to treat your family to a vacation in London or Australia or, or Nigeria or Jamaica or Hawaii. There's nothing wrong with it. To me, to me, there's nothing wrong no, with that, that. No, that's, 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 that's not what we're saying. That's my personal opinion. Huh? No, that's not what we're saying. We, it, they didn't make that statement. They're not saying that materialism is you place materialism, right, the acquisition, the uh, acquiring material uh, possessions over your family. So like, instead of me buying my taking my sending my family to a trip, I I get mm-hmm. something that I want. You understand what I'm saying? That's a materialistic yeah. person. Yeah. Materialistic person is saying that I'm bigger than you. Okay, this makes Carl, me. You have a call. This is uh-huh. who I am. Carlton? Carlton? Yes, sir. You have a call. Yes. Carlton. We have a call. You have a call. Hold on. Carlton. Hold on for a sec. Yes. I'll tell you when to go. Okay. Hold on. So. Hold on. Not yet. Uh, this computer's working slow tonight. Ah, man. Hi. Um, I was just listening in, and um, I kind of agree with the gentleman who was talking that if you have the money to buy things and your bills are paid and you want to have nice things, you know, I feel if you work hard and you can afford it, then there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I also was as he was talking about people in America who can't afford things, and I was laughing as he was saying things. I know a lot of people that will take their rent money and buy birthday cakes and hot dogs and throw their children a a birthday party, and then they can't pay the rent. Then they get behind, and then they end up getting evicted because they had this party. Now they're two months behind in their rent, and, you know, People are really materialistic, and a lot of people who can't afford to do this are the ones doing it, you know. And I just feel that, you know, if you work hard, all your bills are paid, and, you know, you want to have nice things, that there's nothing wrong with, you know, having plenty of nice things. Okay, so you say materialism is, is a disease of poor people, the poor man's disease. Is that what you just said? Well, I think that they are big contributors of it. Because I, I know that people will buy things that they don't need before they'll buy things that they do need. I see a lot of people who are poor, and it, it kind of goes thinking about your show from last week with poverty. You know, you don't have to be poor to clean up behind yourself, keep your what you do have neat and clean. And people will buy uh, crab legs before they go and buy some cleaning supplies. So it's so kind of like a materialistic <laughs> thing that, oh, i got to have these crab legs, but I also need to have cleaning supplies, and I, I don't buy the cleaning supplies because I spent my money buying crabs. Okay. So, so you don't think that wealthy people can do that same thing? Sure, but if they can afford to do it and their bills are paid and the things that they 
need are done and taken care of. People right. who can't afford to do things, they choose. A lot of people are choosing to do things they can't afford before the things that they need to get done. Right. So it sounds you know, like a lot of wealthy people go broke. You know. Yeah. I just want to answer her question. I just want to respond to her statement. You know, uh, the terrorism to me is a product of capitalism and media. And I mean, mm-hmm. exactly. You sitting home watching TV and you see a dude, I mean, you see a guy in a nice automobile with a nice hunt, I mean, a nice woman by his side by his side and everything, going to wherever they're going and everything, that's a, you know, material, but also materialism might uh, be a product of subliminal messages. And it might be a trick for us. It also could be a trick for people to stay impoverished and you're buying or uh, purchasing all these items that they can't afford. I right. Mean, like, uh, I mean, you make it, you make it, I mean, no one can afford a mansion off a $100,000 a year job. It, it can't. But if you watch that TV long enough, it's going to be in your mind. I got to get a mansion. I got to get, that's my goal, getting a mansion. But get a right. little tip for house, but they want that mansion. So that's a subliminal message. Right. And, and you know, it's really not even... It's not even subliminal. It's quite in the it's quite in the open in terms of um, advertising. <laughs> open. It's quite it's yeah. quite you know they that they're not even being subtle with that. It's like you know because you see that you, you know people in the community they they might say oh you broke this you broke that you know you know how it goes right. Sometimes people use retail therapy because they're having a, a mental health day. You know, they, they want to make themselves feel better. They're upset about something, stressed out, so they go and they go buy things. They might not right. need it, but they go, you know, buy themselves something to make themselves feel better. I, you know what? And you know what? I, I, I personally don't see anything wrong with that as long as you're not um, harming yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If you put yourself a, a, a I'm body blouse, I'm one, you know. You ain't gonna buy a three hundred thousand dollar files or a three hundred dollar box. If you wanted it, you bought it. You're probably gonna buy it anyway. But yeah, well, some people like they feature. buy it whether they can afford it or they can't afford it. They, you know, it, it, if it makes them feel better, they'll use the retail therapy. They might not always have it. Sometimes they use credit cards, and then they they can get in debt that way. A lot of people have credit card debt, well, buying you, stuff that they don't always need. Well, if you have a using a credit card, you just find it. You can't afford what you're buying, isn't it? Exactly. You're borrowing money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So. Well, our society, our, our society sends messages to our children, our teenagers. Hey, you need this. You gotta have that. Like, like, like I saw this. I saw this uh, ad one time. Uh, 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 by. Two hundred fifty dollar pairs of Jordans, while rich folks buy thirty dollars sketches. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is true. I'm just buying on this. We call that much. Yeah, man, more than that, man. You got sneakers that cost six hundred dollars. 
In the store, people be out there four o'clock in the morning waiting for that store to open to get that new brand. You know, uh-huh. and look, look uh, yesterday, two days ago, uh, 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 I was on I'm on vacation this week, right? But uh, 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 I was watching this show, right? And Kanye West got a holy sweater, a sweater for whole two thousand and five hundred dollars. Wow. <laughs> I have bought a sweater for a hundred dollars for I'm guilty of that. I have bought a suit for three thousand, I'm guilty of that. But I, I saved up my money for it. You know, or I put on a layaway plan. You know. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, but but two thousand five hundred dollars for a holy sweater? I could buy a hey. sweater put holes in it, that's a new style. I've seen I've seen women that. spend Three and four and five hundred dollars on hair to to buy um you know the, like the weave hair and it's I guess it's real hair and they'll spend about three four hundred dollars buying weave hair. So do they save money by buying real hair opposed to the uh the, the hair that's not real? I don't. I really. I don't know the answer. To, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how long it. I, you know how long it lasts, or you know. I don't know if you take care of the the acrylic hair. Will it last just as long? I don't know. But I, to me, I just think spending three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, it, it better last me for the whole year. That <laughs> that's a long. That's a lot of money for hair. Oh, how about growing your own hair? You know, well, style. sometimes you can't grow hair. Sometimes it's just you, you know something you you just don't have good hair that grows. Some some people don't. Well, you know what? I see some beautiful women with short hair. Oh and yeah, definitely. It, keep, it, keep it well. Yeah, yep, definitely. Or that you know stylish and whatnot. I see some sisters that can style their hair, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I don't know if long hair is, is good, means good hair, uh, 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 but uh, but what you do have, like what you said before, you have to take care of what you got. Right, exactly. I mean, I've seen people spend $100, which really is not a lot of money, on a pair of sneakers, and they can't afford it. Their bills are backed up, and they'll spend 100 bucks on sneakers, and they just can't afford it. Maybe they can't afford the, the social ridicule that they get when they show up with a, a pair of Payless sneakers. Well, maybe not so yeah, much Payless pay sneakers. <laughs> but, and this is for children. They'll spend uh, on a child $100. Now, what does a, a six-year-old, seven-year-old need with 100 well, Where is he going? My bills are backed up. But my, he's got a hundred dollar sneakers, and he's six. Well, well, that's why a lot of schools are going uniform. Cause I said about twenty years ago, before the uniform craze came in, was school children, and especially high school children, cause they, a lot of kids are getting fights for being ridiculed uh-huh. right. for the clothes that they wear. Right. The, the cool kids wore polo and things like that, a gap. And the kids who couldn't afford it, they had on Foreman Mills. Foreman Mills had some polo stuff. 
Well, they're also known for irregular yeah, stuff, is, too. Mm, uh, that's debatable. I don't agree with that. But if you look, if you look, you find some some of the stuff. Okay. Still don't. Still don't. <laughs> I'm I'm a Lord and Taylor shopper, so I can't. I can't. Uh, well, Lord Taylor got some special clothes uh, in there, sister. Of course. So is that your impression of the Taylor? Are you one of the ones that buy no. the three hundred dollars sweaters? Uh, no. I can afford what I buy, but I don't spend $300 on a no. I mean, I, I've bought expensive stuff, but you know what? I'll use this, wait for a sale and, and get a coupon and, and save the money. Smart shopper. Yep. But it just made me think. I was laughing when you were talking about that. We talk People. about consumerism, really, and, 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 and call and check this out. My question is, all the money we spend, which is $1.2 trillion a year, we spend that and we spend that much. We are number one consumers in the world, black folks in America. Where right. do the money go? That's my question. Where do the what? money go? I don't see it in our neighborhoods. Huh? It goes to our, it, it fits to pacify our egos. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right about I right. Say it, but that's you know we we are into a lot of people are are into feeling good. So I, I'm I'm gonna spend my money on on the things that make me help me feel good. Uh huh. I ain't spending no money on. It. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks thanks a lot. I just want to share my opinion. All right. Thanks for calling. Sure. Have a good night. You too. So, you know, they, they also they talk about the thrill of the purchase. And that's a short-lived scenario. You thrill when you first buy something. You, you got it. Bam. Okay. Got this. Yeah, I got these new snakes. And I think people will clearly get a scuff on a snake. It's time to buy a nigga. So, you know, another piece of and the sneaks, like you say, they cost like they cost like a hundred dollars a lot of money for a sneak to me. That's a hundred, eighty, hundred. That's a lot. So I hear that's just like a normal sneak in that day. But still, even at that, you get a little scuff on it, get some soap and water, wash your sneaker off. What happened in those days? They're gone. Gone. You can just go. You get a little scuff. People have like all these sneaks lined up in their house. Like you know, you have like. 50 pairs of sneakers like a store, like, and they all look like sneakers you can wear somewhere. They're not even beat up. They're like, they're old sneakers. Oh, they old, you know, I need to see one. So it's very interesting, like, you know, I saw, I got the same sneakers I had for years. Excuse me? So, they go on to say it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Uh, they say, um, we look to external things to try to alleviate our inner discontent. Materialism certainly can give us a kind of happiness, a temporary thrill of buying. Something new, like sure. the lady said, you feel bad, you buy yourself a little something new, and the ego-inflating thrill of owning it afterwards helps or compensates for the fundamental unhappiness inside of the soul. Like she said, she just said that. The 
feeling a little down and out, you buy yourself something. Bang, I got a little something. Everybody's happy to, to receive something and that something being something that they uh, enjoy or like having. I mean, that's a natural thing. I understand that. But in terms of materialism, we... Oh, oh, hold on, Carlton. Hold on, oh, hold on, Carlton. All, all listeners that want to say something, please press 1. And then I can know to tune you in. Go ahead. All right, in terms of materialism, what we don't want to do is identify with... I think you may have a call. Okay. Hold on. Caller? Go ahead. Yeah. Good evening, this is Q. Welcome to Provocative Thought, Q. Uh, I agree with um they say or what was said about uh, materialism being like the root of uh, evil and everything like that. I think that's right. what uh, keeping up with the Joneses and everything, I think that's the heart of our uh, crime thing. You know what I mean? Everybody... Uh, got to get that extra money to to buy things, to get things, you know, because they're not, I would say the majority of people, particularly in, in here, you know, it's, it's not to make sure they're eating. It's just so they can get that, you know, those things that Lord and Taylor and right. all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay, so you said people are committing crimes um, in the name of materialism, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fill their materialistic appetites. Right. Right. Like you said, it makes them feel good because they got on that polo shirt or something like that. Right. And should you feel good about a polo shirt? I mean, is that okay to feel good you got on a polo shirt? Um, If I look good in it. (laughs) Not to to the point where you're stealing it, you're, you know, not not to the point where you're going to jeopardize your freedom or hurt someone else in order to get that polo shirt, I would say no. You know, right. not at the sacrifice of you handling your business, you know, your bills, your household, you know, your family and stuff. No, that's that's not right. good that way. Not if it means putting a gun to my mother's head, right, while she's at the Mac machine, right? Right. Right. Not if it means shoot my brother. Because right. you want a pair of Jordans, those two hundred fifty dollars Jordans, Right. 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 People right. had and killed over Jordans before. That's nothing new. People had killed over Jordans before. Well, I'm sure they killed over glasses. I think earrings, gold earrings, and oh, I forget the name of the gazelle. At one time, it was. Yeah. Uh, you had a pair of gazelles on your life was in danger, and you right. I remember big, that. Big earrings that girls wear. I don't, it was kind of, you know, your, your ear and your life could have been in danger. They were snatching them out of the girl's ears. And, of course, the gold chains, they were also, your life could have been in danger. Oh, yeah, I've been in Right. So, so your, well, let me that, ask you a question, Carlton. Are you saying that materialism leads to, you, do you feel that a lot of illegal activity in this country is due to materialism? From the 1% right. all the way down to low-income and poverty folks? Well, I won't say that it's – I'm not saying that materialism and illegal activity is a symptom of – or it's just related to people who are impoverished because crime has no bound, no boundaries. Can we agree on that? Yes. Yeah. Right. But greed now. There you go. Now, you start talking about greed. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> okay. Now you have you got people committing crimes on all levels. You have people 
in all all levels of government, right? Mm-hmm. Right. All levels, different levels of society, are committing crimes for greed, which could lead, which it could be generated by materialists, that they're materialist ideologies or uh, you know sensations. Right. <clears throat> right. They, but they even get deeper than that. They make things not a crime and commit these acts so that they can get materialism. That's you right. I mean, so they can see their materialism. So they're going to make it not a crime to um, sell bogus bonds and everything like that. They they set up the, the you know, the stock markets on on nothingness. You know what I mean? It was it was designed to fail the way they had it going. And um, you know, in that last episode we had there with the um, you know, with the economic fall and everything like that. Right. But they made the laws so that it wasn't a crime for them right. to commit those crimes. You know, they said it was immoral, but since they didn't have any laws on the books to, to um, that made them, you know, that that made these things official crimes, it was okay for them to do that. So they got laws on the books against three called Molly? Is there a law on the book against that? They wrote a law for that? I don't know. Probably. I wonder. That's, that's what that was. That was the same thing. Right. Yeah, right. And and to take it a little farther, you if depending on who you are, you can influence legislation to allow you to do the things that you need to do by law to increase right. your desire for materialism. So it, it it can just be just written into law. That's the case where there's no law. This it can also be written into law. Right. To support your need for materialism. Your desire for the materialistic um gain. But we tell uh, you know part? I said I agree. Yes. So, you know, we have to take a look at why we purchase things. And we have to find ways to feel good about us that are not dependent on having George sneakers, what is it, a Cadillac, Mercedes Benz, whatever kind of vehicle out there is hot. Whatever's hot. Seems like the hot vehicle that makes you hot. You know what I'm saying? If a certain type of jewelry is in fashion, now you get that, you win. So if I don't wear that, I'm not in, I'm not cool, I'm not all right. You know what I'm saying? So what happens? You know, like the weeds are in now. So if I don't want to wear weeds, that that makes does that make the, the sister or the woman that that makes her what? She's out. She's out the box. So what's happening? She's outside of what's in. Because she's not wearing a four hundred dollar weed, mm-hmm. you know. What's all that mean? You know, so materialism it seems like it's a negative to me. Even though it's kind of, it's kind of like one of those things like eating, having an eating disorder. Because we do need material things, and it is okay to as enjoy, as, as Kenny said, to enjoy. And the other caller, uh, it's okay to enjoy things that you can afford to buy. We're not right. saying that. Not saying if you have money, you can't buy. You can't buy that bike that costs five hundred bucks. I make a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year, and I want a bike that costs five hundred dollars. I think I can afford that, depending on my living situation. 
But if it's in the numbers, why not? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. right? But it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you happy because you had that bite. What happens when you crash that bite up? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. What happens when you, uh, somebody steps on your Jordan? I remember a long time ago you stepped on God's shoes and, man, that's a fight. You can't even say excuse me. You stepped on his shoes. <laughs> Can't you say excuse me? It's like you got a fight. Yeah. You, you messed his shoes up. He ain't hurt. It's just because you touched his shoes with your feet. It's the bottom of your soul. So that type of, uh, of passion for material things, you know, these things come and they go. I think we all come and go, you know, but to have these things as connected to our self-esteem and our egos is pushes at risk. I think it's harmful. And some of the writers here are saying that, you know, it's harmful. Some scholars have identified some of the risks that this, this materialist ideology places us in. And at the higher level, it perpetuates materialism because in order for me to get what I want, I create a system that perpetuates materialism, which I take money out of your pocket, put in my pocket, and keep perpetuating that. I keep creating that system. And, and that's done through marketing and advertisement and things like that. You know, And sooner or later, the media portray that. Sooner or later, the uh, uh, people will spread that same information to each other. Oh, you got to get the Jordans, you know. I remember one time I, I used to have, I had on something that wasn't, it wasn't in. God told me, you can't wear that. that. That's not it. I had to get up out of that. I had to change my wardrobe. You know what I'm saying? I had to get in. I had to be cold. So I went to got to get what they said was in. That's what you do. So we need to think about why we're buying a certain thing, not attach it to who we are, because not who you are. Actually, you know, half of the stuff that we get, we didn't make, we didn't design or anything. We just like it. We're attracted to it. So it's not who you are. It's what you want. But you don't break the bank to make yourself happy. They say, they say rich people aren't necessarily happy. Look, they see a lot of guys that got a lot of money. Look at some of these guys, some of these actors, they old OG, right? That's not a happy guy, is it? I don't know. So. If you're happy, if you're happy, why are you using why are you using drugs? They already happy. You know, so I don't know. So there's a, but some people would rather be. I mean, I'm thinking, I, I think I speak for a lot of people. I rather, I rather be sad and rich than sad and poor. What do you think about that, Kenny? You still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. So what you rather? You rather, rather be, what you rather? Uh, what you rather be? Poor and wealthy. Sad and rich, brother. And you know, because if you got a couple of dollars, <laughs> I'd rather be sad and rich than sad and poor because you sad and poor, well, that's a double whammy. I mean, considered to society norms, you know. Right. You know, right. I, at least if I'm sad and rich, I could try to do something, you know, uh, go meditate or, or uh, I got enough room to my crib, I go, go in a private room and get into my head and try to make myself feel good. But, uh, yeah, I'd rather be sad and rich. Right. Well, wealthy, you know, you don't what have to be rich? built, you know, some well-off, you know, and just financially secure. I think most of us uh, want that. 
Because we're living, again, as I said, we're living in a capitalist society which, which demands that you have some kind of economic security in order to survive. To be mm-hmm. free from debt, to be free from debt and um, social ridicule. Because there's a lot of social ridicule for individuals who don't have, uh, um, who haven't acquired uh, a certain amount of material things. You know what I'm saying? You're so secret. You're yeah. you cars. What? You know what I'm saying? You don't have your own house. What? Then you meet a guy. He got three cars. Houses and three cars. Who's, who's gonna get the girl? The, the guy with who's three the cars. Huh? But see, that's a whole. That's a whole thinking. You know, you gotta change. With, 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 as, as 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 black folks, we really gotta change our thinking process around. What are our priorities? You know, I hate to mention this guy. I hate to mention this guy, but Bill Cosby spoke at Sanford about seven, eight years ago, and he got on black folks' cases. He said, you can't even pay your light and gas bill, but you go out here and buy $200 pair of sneakers, that, that kid might go in for once or twice until he gets a new pair. You know, and he was right about that. You know, he was right, right about that. And we really got to change our priorities. Right. Prioritize your spending. Do a uh, budget yeah. of your spending, your uh, your bills and your spending. See what you have and what you cannot afford. Learn to enjoy life on life terms. Not on economic terms. Because I know economics. Is a, is a part of life in a capitalist society. We know that, but it doesn't it doesn't make you less a person than anybody else. Have uh, if you're not economically sound, can we agree on that? I agree. Right. Okay. That's it for tonight. I'm going to thank Queen Mother Phil Media for allowing us. Me the whole the the revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle Our and leaving the time by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look fine.